Good morning, afternoon, and evening, and welcome to the 8311 cast, your premier Midwestern-based sports podcast, bringing you all things sports to your beautiful ears. Join your hosts, Kyle Mersch, Mike Ludwig, Ariane Barry, and Wyatt Teeter as we talk about the NBA, the NHL, and of course, our signature segments, Mike's Stupid Rules and Write That Down Predictions, here on episode 219. Courtesy of Ariane, the Lakers and the Grizzlies played today. Memphis is the 23rd different team that LeBron has faced in the playoffs, surpassing the record of Derek Fisher for most teams faced. Uh, If they win and face the Kings, that'll be 24. If they win against that and play the Clippers, that'll be 25. And then again, the Cavaliers for 26. Bonus fun fact, the Cavs are the only Eastern team he hasn't faced, which I think think that came up when he went to the West. We've, We've talked about that previously, but just putting it back out there, the Cavs are the only team in the East that LeBron has not played against. Yeah, part of that has to do with the fact that they I think this is the first time they've made the playoffs without LeBron since like 90 something. <laughs> so it would be hard for him to see them. So who else does he still have to see then? You know, I don't know because I didn't see that and I would ha- I would have to look it up. Okay. Sounds like a good fun fact for next week. Have you seen the Pistons? The Pistons? Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Early in his career, I think. Yeah, must be. They haven't been good for a long time. Yeah. Fun fact for next week. You got to figure out what uh, are the other four teams he has not played in the playoffs. Right? There are 30 NBA teams or there are 32? There are 30. Okay. That's what I thought. Let's just double check. So, yeah, that's your homework for next week, Ariana, is to figure out what, uh, what the other four teams are. I'm looking into it. Cool. Don't look too hard because uh, literally the first thing I'm this episode is you got to talk about the NBA. So don't look so hard you forget to, to, to do the, that part of it. Let's jump right into that then. So last time we talked, it was right before the play-in. And the play-in has since happened. So we'll go over those results really quick. First, the Hawks beat the Heat. Um, and the Timberwolves lost to the Lakers in a dramatic choke type of fashion carl anthony towns played fantastic for three quarters and then disappeared for the entire fourth quarter and overtime uh so i was very disappointed in that and anthony edwards played horrible i don't know if you were watching that game as well mike but yeah yeah he was bad for the whole game but um see i'm gonna blame this one on myself because they were up by 17 and then i fell asleep Uh. and i woke and i woke up just in time to see the play where the Lakers hit the three to take a three-point lead with oh, like two yeah. seconds left. So I'm blaming myself for that one. If I wouldn't have fallen asleep, they would have won. We were talking during the game, and I was like, Anthony Edwards has been playing awful. And you're like, well, they still have a 14-point lead, but I think we could still lose. And I think I said, I don't know about that. They're playing pretty well, and I should never doubt it. Uh, so yeah, they... you, should never, you should never <laughs> doubt a Minnesota sports team ability to lose. They choked that one away pretty bad. And then the next day, we had the Bulls beating the Raptors, sending them home. And then the Thunder sent the Pelicans packing. And then... Can we talk about Anthony Davis for a second there? Did yeah. you see? Did you see those clips? Which ones? The ones where he was like windmill dunking and everything during warm-ups. And then he's just like, nah, I'm good. Oh, Zion Williamson? Was that Zion? Why did I say Anthony Davis? My bad. Yeah, you're, you're, a couple, you're a superstar in the past for the... Yeah, Pelicans. I am. Yeah. yeah, he he did throw some sweet windmill dunks during warmups. Uh, they were standing windmill dunks, so it's not That's like he true. was running. Um, but yeah, I think that 
the general vibe around the team from what I've seen, and obviously I'm just reading reports that people put out, they seem a little frustrated that he is basically never available, especially when it at least a decent amount of it has to do with weight. Um, you can make the argument that that weight makes him good. It's kind of similar thing to Luka Doncic, where you're fast enough that you can make it work, but you're also so heavy that a quick guy still can't guard you. But, you know, would you rather have 90% of Zion and he lost weight or 75% of Zion or you have 0% of Zion right now because he can't stay in the game? So I, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. They already gave him a contract, so they're kind of just waiting that one out now. So, you know, bummer there. But he's really fun to watch play when he does play. So I hope he can get it under control and get on the court. But not not a good look. They need better PR people around him to be like, people are going to question it if you throw down a windmill hammer dunk and you're like, yeah, I, I can't play. I'm too hurt. Yeah, that looks bad. It it did look bad. I remember I remember seeing how excited that uh, that franchise was when they won the lottery to draft him. Boy, are they regretting that now. I know. Like, it seemed like Zion was the guy. You got to get with Zion. And now I don't think you can really make an argument that Ja is not the better pick. Oh, for, yeah, Ja's he, been the he better plays. pick. He plays. Yeah. And granted, he's had his own issues this year. Yeah. But. But that's more or less the first thing time that's come up where he's missed significant time. If yeah. they were each playing like most of their games, I think Zion would come out ahead, but it wouldn't be that big of a difference. Like Ja has been really, really good. So our loser winner games in the play in after that, uh, the Bulls lost to the Heat. Jimmy Butler came on strong down the uh, down the like stretch. That was actually a, that was a fun game to watch. It was basically just. Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and then Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry just hitting tough shots and and ones and it was ugly and I didn't think anyone was going to break triple digits. Uh, but if you liked that, it was it was fun to watch. It felt more like good defense and not just terrible offense. And then our last play-in game was the Timberwolves just completely blowing away the Thunder. Uh, they won 120-95. to 95. It was nice to see them play how they should have played in the first game. Um, so we'll see if they can carry that over to the actual playoffs. The, the, the thing with the Timberwolves this year has been that they play poorly against mediocre to bad teams, and they play, play pretty well against the good teams. Well, the playoffs sound like a great spot for them. I know. If you look at their record, though, that's true. That's just not observation. It's like a lot of their losses have come to the likes of the Spurs and the Blazers and things like that. And it's just like, really? Yeah, their thing this year has also been choking double-digit leads, though. So. That's been that. Th- uh, let's let's uh, look at Exhibit A of playoffs <laughs> last year. If you yes, want to think about was, choking, what three out of so. four of the games they lost, they had double-digit leads. I think they had fifteen-point leads in three of them. I was going to say fifteen, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. They so, were the yeah. better team that series and they lost were... in five or six. I can't remember. Yeah, that was an embarrassing series for them. So yesterday on Saturday. We had four playoff games. It was Nets and Sixers. Sixers took that one. Celtics, Hawks. Celtics took that one. Could have guessed those. Was not really that surprising or close. Then you had Knicks, Cavs, which was going to be pretty close and was pretty close. It ended up 101 97 Knicks. And then probably what will be one of the more fun series of the entire first round Kings, Warriors. Uh, first playoff game for the Kings at home since 2006 or at all. Since 2006, 
and they won 126 to 123 right at the last second. That was a really fun game to watch. Um, and then today, we have not seen all the games yet because we're recording in the middle. But uh, the Lakers managed to take one away from the Grizzlies. And then the Heat have beat the Bucks. And Clippers Suns is going on right now. And then for the less fun part of the update is a, a list of injuries that I have that have already happened in the playoffs. John Morant is out. He has a hand injury. The x-rays were negative, but he seems unlikely to play game two. Giannis also is out. He had a back contusion. I haven't been able to see anything about his uh, status for the next game, but knowing Giannis will probably be there. Uh, Tyler Hero is out. I believe he has a broken hand, so he's probably out for the entire playoffs. Uh, Paul George, it was just released that he is going to be ruled out for the entire first round with that sprained knee he's been dealing with. Jalen Brown, um, he just reopened slash reaggravated a cut on his hand that he's had for the end of the season. He said he got that cut on his hand, picking up glass from a vase he dropped watering plants. So um, whatever, whatever you believe for that story, that is, a, that is what he's sticking with publicly. Um, that's everything that I have about the NBA so far. Do you guys have I, anything? I need to go on a little bit of a rant here. Oh, I love it. All right. So I'm just going to, this is just going to NBA, uh, corporate headquarters here. Last, last time I looked at a map, right? <laughs> uh, the, Los Angeles was in California, which is in the Pacific time zone. And Phoenix is in Arizona, and I guess I don't know. Is that the Pacific time zone, too? I think it is. Don't know, actually. Phoenix time zone. Phoenix is in the mountain time zone, yeah. I guess. So, you, uh, so you've got that. And also, the Lakers are in the Pacific time zone, right? Yes. So can you tell me why the game of the Timberwolves, a – Central time team is starting at 9.30 Central, 9 or 9.30 for every game this series. Yeah, and there are teams in further West time zones starting before them. Why are the Suns Clippers starting at 5 o'clock in California and the Nuggets Timberwolves are starting at 9.30 in Minnesota? Yeah, it's Why? really weird that it's 9.30 because for the Nuggets, it's 8.30. It's not like it's early for them. Right. Yeah, that this, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, this makes this makes no sense. And I guess they figured that's the game less people want to see, so people can go to sleep during it. I don't know. I mean, I, that has to be what it is, right? Yeah. This is that this was a TV decision, but at some point you got to think about the actual fans of this team, right? I agree. Like, I do understand that um, the NBA is more of a national sport than like baseball or hockey. But at some point, you got to think about the fans and you got to realize that, right? Minnesota and Denver fans are rightly upset. Yep. That, I mean, right? This, and especially if this Clippers Suns games go long, this game might not tip off till 10 o'clock tonight. That's like normally when I go to bed. Yeah. That's how I felt about the national championship when they started at like yeah. nine. I did not yeah. understand that. Yeah. And like, right? Like, I'm, and I would describe myself as a casual NBA fan. And I'm considering not watching what would be my team in the playoffs because of the t stupid time you scheduled them. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like, 
I was it's, it's, I was yeah. falling asleep last night. I was watching the the Warriors Kings game, and it was an exciting game, but it's just late. I was so sleepy. Right, but at least but at least that one, right? Those two teams are two are hours California further ahead, teams, right? Yeah. yeah. So sure, we were falling asleep in the Central Time Zone, but their fans wouldn't have been. I saw something funny. It said, uh, as much as the Warriors have, they said it on the broadcast, the Warriors have been in the playoffs a lot, obviously, but they were doing something for the first time this playoffs, and that was getting on a bus to go to a playoff game. They've never bused to a playoff game before. <laughs> they, they're 30 minutes away from Sacramento. Yeah, no, there's really no need to fly that. No. It would take longer to go get to it the would. plane, get the plane off the ground. So what? Fly across the bay? Yeah, you're just gonna go up and down. <laughs> but believe it or not, they've got two days off for travel when they switch sites because <laughs> you really need those two days to take a 30 minute bus ride. They they can call them travel days if they want, but it's just to make sure people are rested enough so nobody gets injured. Which you know has been going well so far since one game in. Almost every <laughs> team has somebody injured. Yeah, half the star players in the yeah. league or in the playoffs are injured already. That is not good for the brand. No, it's not. But neither is the neither is nine thirty star games. players. Yeah. yeah, like I get it in the regular season, and you're on the West Coast, like fine. Yeah. I don't even watch that many West Coast during the games during the regular season. Though I'm like, oh bummer, I'm not going to get to watch those games because I'm not staying up for a ten o'clock tip. Not happening. A playoff game uh, should not start that late. I mean, agreed. To, to a lesser extent, I'll, I'll call the NHL out on the same thing, right? Start times, I'm going to spoil our next segment a little bit. The first three start times in a playoff series between Minnesota and Dallas in the NHL are all 8.30 puck drops. These are two central time zone teams, 8.30 mm-hmm. puck drops on weeknights. Same thing. It's like... Yeah, it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. Anyway, I jumped ahead a little bit to the NHL. Did you want to want to talk about anything else in the NBA before I, I go fully into that? I'm good, unless anybody else has anything. I think I'm good. Sweet. So before I, I tell you the NHL playoff matchups, I already obviously spoiled one of them. We're going to do a little bit of NHL trivia. Yes, we're going to do a little bit of NHL trivia for both of you, for all three of you. Can you tell me how many NHL teams make the playoff? Um, there are no 30 Googling. teams, right? 30 teams. That is incorrect. Oh, no, there are 32? There the are Kraken. now 32, yeah. Oh, I forgot they added two. Ve- Vegas made it With 30 Vegas about five or six years ago, and then the Kraken last year totally made it 32. So there are 32, but there yeah. were recently 30. There were. 14? I'm going to say 12. It's either it's probably the 12 or six, 16? Oh, 16 I bet there's less. Right. I bet it's not half. It's 16. Why, it's correct. Oh, huh? oh, dang it. Did that number go up when the teams were added? The two franchises? No, the expansion? it changed it. No, and it, yeah, NHL playoff number of teams. I don't know when they changed it. Um, it's been 16 for as long as I can remember. Um, I'm going to see if they... 1980. It's been 16 teams since 1980. Okay. So, a long a time. Yes. I figured it was the same as the NFL. 
Oops. No, it is a it is a sixteen team playoff. Can anybody tell me who the best team in the NHL this year was? It wasn't close. So Bruins, uh, yeah, the Boston. We talked Bruins. about Boston at one yeah. point. It is yes. historically good. good. They are. They are. His, I believe they scored. They had the most regular season points of any team in history of the NHL. That's it's how good, good they were. So yeah, they they score. What what did they end up with? Can I even look at the regular season standings anymore? I can. Uh, 135 points. The second best team in the NHL had 113 points. So they were essentially they won the the NHL by like 11 games. Essentially, is what that means. Pretty good. How many games do they play in the NHL? 82. 82. Okay. And they won it by basically 11 games. That's pretty good. So if you don't count loser points, they won it by 13 games. So yes, they were they were they were dominant. Can you, how many of the actual playoff teams for this year can you name? Confidently, zero. Yeah, I can besides, name... Besides the three the we've already you talked told about. Me. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much... I could name random teams and we could see if they're in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, uh, the that's Tampa Bay the Lightning. The Tampa Bay Lightning well, are in it. They're, they're, they're trying to win their third cup in four years. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty safe bet. They've been that's really fair. good for a while. I'm going to say let's, uh, the expanding teams, the Knights and the Kraken. They are both in it, yes. Let's go. Wow, nice. Good job, Kraken. What is this, their second year? Second year, yes. Expansion teams seem like they do really well in the NHL. The, especially the Vegas. The, the rules for the Vegas expansion draft were very, very generous towards, oh, gotcha. um, towards the new team. They were less so for the Kraken, but still more so than in other sports. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to go with the, the Penguins, the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's the Penguins one. did not make the playoffs. Oh. I think that ends like a 16-year streak um, where the Penguins had made the playoffs. NHL Penguins playoffs. Well, streak. so that was a confident guess. So a less confident guess, and then I'll be out of guesses, is the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues also did not make the yeah, playoffs. I knew that one. Yeah. <laughs> 16 yeah. straight years for the Penguins in the playoffs. What about the wow. L.A.? What is their team name? Rangers? The Rangers the New, New York, 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 York Rangers. Oh, yeah. New like, York L- Rangers. L.A. has the Kings and then the Anaheim Docks. Oh, I forgot. L.A. has to have a million teams for some reason. Well, since you brought up New York, what about the Islanders? Did they make it in? The Islanders were the team who just uh, just knocked out the uh, Penguins on oh, the last day of the regular season. So, I thought the Islanders were bad. They're good enough to make the playoffs when more than half, or when exactly half the league does. <laughs> so the, fair enough. Uh, I guess were the Rangers good enough? Yeah, so Rangers did make the playoffs. You're just guessing random teams guessing. now. We are just guessing yeah. randomly, but yeah. uh, we're just we have guessing. to have a decent so, amount of them. So let us know who yeah. actually made the playoffs. We just have a 50-50 shot, basically. You, you do. It's like, can you name an NHL team? There's a 50-50 shot they made the playoffs. Um, so before I get into the actual matchups, the one thing I do want to remind you is the NHL has a weird and stupid, frankly, playoff mm-hmm. format and i know I we talked about this about every this year, year yeah. i just want to refresh yeah. everybody on it right awesome. so the nhl playoff format works the team with the most points in the league plays the team with the 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 last wild card team 
And then the other division winner plays the other wildcard team. So three teams from each division and two wildcard teams make it. The two division winners play the two wildcard teams. No real problems there. That's, that's fairly normal, right? Get, get something for winning your division. But then, guaranteed, the two seed in the division plays the three seed in the division. So it actually worked out um, fairly decent this year in the uh, – it actually worked out fairly decent this year. We don't have any glaring um, point differentials, uh, you know, where the you know, the third and fourth best team are playing each other in the first round or anything like that. Um, but it's still a weird player format. And then the winner of that 2-3 matchup will play their division winner, presuming that that team – won their first round game. So there's your playoff format. In the West, the one seed, uh, the number one overall seed in the West is the Vegas Golden Knights. They'll be playing the Winnipeg Jets, who are the um, eight seed in the last wild card. And then the 2-3 game in that division will be the Edmonton Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings. Over in the West, or in the Central Division of the Western Conference, Colorado won it. They'll play the Seattle Kraken, the number one wild card, with then Dallas and Minnesota playing in the other series. In the East, uh, number one overall seed is, of course, Boston. Um, we talked about that. They'll play Florida, the Panthers, um, the second wild card. Um, and then the 2-3 game there is probably the best first-round series, in my opinion, is going to be Toronto versus Tampa Bay. That's going to be a really, really good first-round series. So keep an eye on that one. Carolina Hurricanes just edged out the Devils to win the Metropolitan Division. They'll get the the previously mentioned New York Islanders, um, the number one wild card, and then the Devils and Rangers will play in that second-round series. So there's your NHL playoffs. Those series start on Monday or Tuesday, depending on the series. Um, and they're seven-game series all the way through in the NHL, just like in the NBA, right? It's seven-game series in the NBA now, not five in the yeah, first it round? Is. Was, didn't it used to be five in the first round? It did used NBA? to be five in the first when round. Did they I would, that? Uh, 2000s, I think, early 2000s. I would be a fan of going back to five in the first round. You don't see upsets anyway. No, so. it's just more risk of injury. Yeah. So there you go. Any other questions about the NHL playoffs? Who should I, who other than the Bruins should I expect to do well? I mean, the, the Bruins are the best team by far. Right. Um, I would say that Colorado um, is, is really quite good. They've been hurt a lot of the year, but they're healthy now. So that's why they didn't get the number one seed in the West. But they've been playing really, really good hockey as of late. So I'd look out for Colorado. Personally, I like um, Toronto as well. Um, I think they got some really, really good players. They got that tough first-round matchup, like I mentioned, and then they'd have to play um, Boston after that. But if anybody could, uh, uh, if anybody else could do it, um, if anybody could beat Boston, I think it would be Toronto. So, and also as a as a St. Louis Blues fan, or at least a St. Louis person who grew up there. Uh, who should I be rooting for since I don't have it, my team in there? Who should you root for as a Blues fan? I mean, yeah. I don't, don't want to root for somebody that we hate, apparently, you know. I mean, you'll, you'll get my biases if you ask who to root for. Which is the um, Wild. That's, <laughs> I'll root for the Wild. That's fine. 
Minnesota sports teams having a dark cloud over them. So personally, the only teams I don't dislike in the playoffs are the wild, of course, Edmonton, um, the Kings, Toronto, Carolina, New Jersey. The Kraken. I don't like expansion teams should not be good this fast. I don't like that. <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's uh, not a good thing. So, so you the just only, like the only thing I have a, teams. Yes, okay. exactly. But hockey is a sport that just, just, uh, that just, um, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Just develops anger and hatred for your opponents. Pretty so, physical. It is. So well, I'm not, I'm not rooting for an LA team. So I'll definitely take, them off i'll just root for the wild i'm used to rooting for guys that lose so go minnesota yeah Love minnesota sports team. so there you go any other thoughts so we can all root for the wild and we'll uh keep you keep you in the loop on how all of this uh all of this goes down next week yeah nice i'm probably actually gonna watch a few games in that uh toronto tampa bay series kind of intrigues me a little bit yeah that'll be a really good season and this year a lot of the nhl games are actually going to be nationally televised that's not often the case um in the nhl playoffs but they signed a new deal with espn so actually it looks like all of the playoff games are going to be on either tbs tnt espn or espn2 nice so nice the nhl is probably done expanding right I assume so. All right. If Casey got a team, I would root for them. Yeah. But there aren't a ton of sports where you have a team in Casey and St. Louis, right? Really, baseball is the only one left. That's true. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Casey and St. Louis don't necessarily love each other, so I know. <laughs> it's weird to root for a team in the other city. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think they're going to expand and I'm not sure they'd pick Kansas City anyway, but maybe they would. Cool. Hearing no other thoughts about the N, well, the NHL, I almost said the NBA, um, the NHL, we'll move on to Mike's stupid rules, um, and we're going to go to baseball for this one. I know we didn't have an actual segment about baseball, but I want to talk about something that came up in a Twins-Yankees game on Saturday. I don't know if any of you saw this. Wyatt, I think you did based on uh, you wanting to talk about this rule um, when I asked you about it pre-show. But essentially what happened, you should all watch a video on this to get uh, get more clarity too if you want. But on a on an illegal substance check between innings, um, I think it was between the third and the fourth inning. Uh, Domingo Herman, the Yankees pitcher, um, the umpire found some sticky substance on um, his hand, right? Which apparently the umpire determined to be rosin, which is legal. But then he also told the that Domingo Herman that he had to go wash his hand, which is confusing because if rosin is legal, why does he have to wash his, wash his hand? But if it's a sticky substance, remember, according to the rules, or if it's an illegal sticky substance, excuse me, according to the rules from the emphasis back in 2021 that's still in effect this year, any sticky substance, automatic ejection, no questions asked, right? So that's where my, the first line of confusion comes in, right? 
if it's legal, why does he have to wash his hands? And if it's illegal, why are you giving the opportunity to do that instead of just throwing him out? He comes back on the field for the next inning. The umpire checks his hand. He hadn't washed his hand. He, he just didn't do what the umpire said. And then they had another conversation about it. And then they just let him go out into the mound and pitch. So I, I'm just very confused by this whole situation. Like, if it was just Rosin, he can pitch, right? Like, there's nothing illegal about that. But Rocco Baldelli, of course, was ended up getting ejected arguing about this. It's like, either it's illegal or it's not. Either let's play or let's toss him, right? There should be none of this chit-chat and any of that. Um, so I don't really necessarily have a, a rule to cite here. I just wanted to get all of y'all's take on the situation. Maybe you had some insight into it that I don't, Wyatt. My, my skew could be somewhat slanted, of course, because this happened against the Twins. So I'm interested to get other people's thoughts on this if they saw it. I was hoping to get your thoughts on it. That's why I wanted to talk about it, because it doesn't make any sense to me. Like you said, it's very inconsistent with how they've essentially modified what they do with the, the sticky substance rules. So it didn't make any sense to me. Right. And, and if this, and it, it does sound like the substance was just, um, was just rosin, right? So and if, if that is the case, it's not an illegal substance, but if the umpire thought it got to a point where he tells him to wash his hand and he doesn't do it, right? You have to do what the umpire says within reason, right? Like that, that's the part that gets me. Like it, either the umpire was wrong in telling him he had to wash his hand well, you got to do what the umpire says. That's the part that's even more confusing for me. Right? Like, I, it was just, the umpires just created a very, very confusing situation for themselves. And it resulted in confusion and an ejection and controversy, right? Now this is all everyone's talking about. Are the umpires letting the Yankees cheat? No, I don't think they're letting the Yankees cheat. Let's be honest. But it, it opens you up to this controversy, which isn't good in my opinion, right? Like you don't want people questioning the integrity of your game. And I'm not. It, you just opened yourself up for this, right? It's, you didn't need to do this. I guess I just don't understand why he left and came back and just didn't do anything. It was like, yeah, I just didn't feel like it. <laughs> It's all I mean, very weird. I mean, I can see how he left and came back and didn't do anything because if it is legal, then he was just like, why am I going to wash my hands to then just go ahead and reapply the legal substance again, right? Like, why would he conform to an, an idiotic request by the I mean, umpire? We all got jobs, right? Our bosses tell us to do dumb <laughs> stuff sometimes. You just go do it. <laughs> Right, there's no harm in washing your hand, right? Yeah, just do it, right? And and, and it opens up another thing, right? If it is just rosin, just wash Prove your it. hand. There's and more it, out yeah, there. Wash your hand and put it back on. There's more on the mound. So why did he? Well, feel did like, he actually? Did he actually uh, do that though? Do they have rosin in the dugout? They got it. Yeah. So he did have a separate rosin bag in the dugout. He didn't use the one on the mound. But I mean, that doesn't that doesn't matter. So, and it it is also interesting. It's just to, stupid. It is also yeah. interesting to point out his spin rates did go significantly down after this third inning encounter. Um, so, just a thought too. Not, just another thing to throw uh, on the fire. So, 
I mean, is I mean, Major yeah, League Baseball going to get rid of rosin now? They shouldn't. But then you're going to see people getting hit in the face a lot more often, like twin shortstop Kyle Farmer did on Thursday. Wednesday? Thursday. Wednesday. It was Wednesday. So, we'll see. Any other thoughts on that? It was just a confusing situation that could have been avoided. I think we should allow um, all of the sticky stuff. Use whatever you want, free for all. Mm, I don't know about that. That'd be interesting. I, I guess I'd be interested to see what it looks like. I don't know that I agree with that, but it'd be cool to see it for a couple games or something. Yeah, I, I'm interested. I think we should trial it out at like high A ball or something. An, an XFL type of yeah. league, but for yeah. MLB where you just do crazy stuff. I mean, they do have a similar league, the Atlantic League. It's an independent league, but they signed an agreement. That's a banana one or whatever? No, that is not the Savannah oh, okay. Bananas. That's a whole different just, thing. A lot of people like to talk about them. I don't know what their deal is. They, They're the Harlem Globetrotters of the Diamond. Yes, that's a great <laughs> way to put it. That's Where fair. You're watching baseball, but is it really baseball? We'll let you decide, right? It's a it's a baseball themed performance. Yes, exactly. And if that's what you like, so go for it. It's the right? Harlem Globetrotters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> those generals—they'll get them one day. Mm -hmm. So, but no, the Atlantic League does. It's not quite the the like the XFL level because it's an agreement with Major League Baseball to try rules that baseball wants to try. Um, so it's not quite the free for all that the XFL sometimes seems to be, but. Um, yeah, I would just be curious to know how, like, what increase can you expect with the most stickiest stuff, or, or you know, the, the the Goldilocks sticky stuff? Yeah, the spider tack I mean, or whatever how, they call that'd it. That'd be interesting. Yeah. How big of a difference does it really make throughout, you know, throughout a couple series? I don't know. That that's a great question. I'm not sure, but but we will find out. Uh, maybe you could Google that. There's probably some videos on it because I bet some people did it when. Uh, the sticky stuff was first getting used. So you might be able to uh, do some research on that if you want, Wyatt. It's probably out there. We'll put it on the list. Sounds good. Any other thoughts on this uh, sort of weird scenario? I mean, it's it's really, it's either black or white. So welcome to the ump show. Just another iteration of it, pretty much. Yeah, more or less. All right. Um, hearing nothing else, we'll move on to our accountability session. It's a little bit of a short one. Just two predictions that um, came off the board, both of them that were predicted last week. Um, the first one was for me. I predicted that the Tampa Bay would grow their season opening win streak um, to at least 13 games, and they did go out to exactly 13 games. They ended up sweeping that series from Boston before Toronto ended up ending that win streak at 13 games. But either way, that is a correct prediction for me. So ding, 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 ding. And Josh predicted the Brewers would be leading the division at the end of today. And all the games in the NL Central are done, so we can take this one off the board. Um, the Brewers are 11 and 5, Cubs in second place at 8 and 6. Um, so that puts the Brewers in first place. So ding, 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 ding. ding. And uh, Ariane, your Cardinals are still in fourth, but we're not going to talk much more about that. Woo! Moving. Yeah, because we're not allowed to look at 
standings, exactly. right? I, this is yeah, the, I didn't know. This the, I hadn't looked. This was the first time I looked at the standings, and the only reason I did is because I had to verify this prediction. So I didn't want to break the rules. Yeah. I, I had to make an exception to the rule for the good of the podcast. So That's fair. So I will go um, putting a prediction back on the board. I think I do this one most years, if not every year. I'm going to predict that my softball team is above 500 this year. How does the roster look this year the, compared to last the year? The roster is largely – the roster for the start of this year is the same as it was at the end of last year. We did have some switcheroos um, during the middle of the year that probably was a slight downgrade but not significant. Put, put it this way. Have you ever finished over 500? I think we've 500. been over 500 once in eight years. Oh, okay. So I don't know. And it doesn't the, sound the, great. The, the team didn't get better in the offseason. Triple? Sure. I mean, there's a chance, right? So right. I, I don't think it's a home run. Y'all have done it before. I... Is that what you're expecting out of this? A triple like a triple? I was kind of hoping for a home run, but I won't be that upset about a triple. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it with a triple just because yeah. it's hard to hard to predict with everybody's same and you know I, random put together teams of a bunch of guys who and we don't do we don't know how the how the landscape of the league changed too. Yeah, you know, we don't even know that the schedule isn't out yet. We we were supposed to have our first practice today. That's why I'm bringing it up. It got snowed out because it's been snowing all day in Minnesota. Yeah, oh, really? Because the entire Midwest decided to get snow except for Kansas, which That's is beautiful in a beautiful windstorm today. It is really windy, it's, but it was like 65, 67. It's, so it's nice. really windy here too, but it's also basically been snowing since like so just a just a blizzard so i mean you don't get blizzards in the twin cities there's too much stuff to block the wind but no fair enough but anyway so triple is that what we decided so triple yeah yeah triple, triple it is do anything from josh this week is he still alive he i presume he is still alive he opened my uh message asking uh if he had a prediction this week and did not respond um, and that was 40 minutes ago he opened it. So I'm going to presume he's just going to take the strikeout. If he does happen to get back to us, I mean, we'll let him today, I suppose. Otherwise, he'll take the strikeout. Sounds good. I'm going to predict that the Cubs will end their season above 500, a feat that they have not done since 2019 and also 2020, I guess, if you count that. So right. I... They are not expected to do that, I no, don't think, right? No. They're, okay. they're eight and six right now. Fan graphs, um, if I can get it to load, projects that the Cubs finish 79 and 83. So in the vicinity of 500, but certainly not there. 538 projects the Cubs to finish at 80 and 82. So again, in the vicinity. That's close. Probably a double. I was going to say double. I feel like statistically it could probably be a single, but I'm going to go with double. Yeah, I'll lean towards double. Just because I think they, they won't there be trying is. that hard. Double. Man. They'll probably trade somebody yeah. away at the deadline that'll make them worse. Yeah. Works for me. What do you got, Kyle? Uh, nothing against this individual. Um just fed up with his level of play. Hunter Dozier, uh, 
third baseman, first baseman, outfielder for the Royals will not be a part of the organization by the end of May. Is he like nothing personal? I just hate seeing this guy. Has he been bad enough that he's going to get cut? Yes, (laughs) he went from being our like early season number five six hitter to now he's hitting in the nine hole batting like 125 just a bat all all over and i don't know if they have any options on him to send him to triple a i don't think probably not he's He's been eligible for that yeah um boy I mean, they they're not going to trade him by that point, right? I could see them moving him at the deadline. No one's going to want him. I was going to say, who wants to trade for him? I mean, people take flyers on players like that all the time, right? Fair enough. At the deadline for a player to be named later or something, but they're not going to do it in by the end of May. I don't know. Double. Do you think that's fair? I have no, I have no idea. I, I'm fine with know. it. That's sure. a hard one. Yeah. From what I hear, he's hot Whatever. garbage. So he hasn't been doing great. So if he's playing so badly, you think he could get cut? That's pretty, pretty darn bad. But MLB yeah. players, veterans don't get cut that often. So I don't know. What did you, What did you want, Kyle? I, I don't know. I he was up for debate from everyone. <laughs> I, was so, say, I know what you want is for Andre Dozier to not be on the team. <laughs> that, that's really what I want. So did, did, I, did, I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll go with double then. I guess. I suppose. What do you got, Aran? All right. Uh, I am going to bring it back to the NBA. I'm going to say the Timberwolves will get gentlemen swept by the Nuggets. And if you are not familiar with the gentlemen sweep, it is four to one. I mean, if you ask for my gut feeling on the way this series goes, that's that's probably the way I think it goes. Yep. Um, I mean, if you were set it back to. the start of the playoffs, right? 538 simulator. To, yeah. Well, they don't have a reset to start a playoffs. That's really dumb. They should do that. Right now, the Timberwolves have the fourth worst odds of advancing. And part of that is because, you know, some teams have already lost a game, which doesn't help their chances. Um, right now, only the Hawks, Nets, Clip, and uh, Clippers have worse odds of advancing. According to this, so 538 is high on Phoenix. Everybody is. Yeah, I don't think that factors in the fact that uh, the Clippers are currently up by 11 in the second quarter. Yeah, probably not. Anyway, um, I think it's probably the most likely outcome, but I think since you're predicting the number of games, I'm still willing to give you a double. I'll take it. Sure, that works. With the strikeout, three doubles, and a triple, that concludes our Write That Down prediction segment, which means we're at the end of the episode. Thank you so much for dropping by this week's episode of the 8311Cast, episode 219. From now until next week's episode, be sure to check in with our social media pages at 8311Cast on both Instagram and Twitter. Signing off for the 8311Cast, your hosts, Kyle Mersh, Mike Ludwig, Ariane Barry, and Wyatt Theater. We'll talk to you all again next week. Go Cyclones! Go Cyclones! 
Go Cyclones. Go Cyclones.